step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. You're listening to Viewpoint Alabama, a public affairs program from the Alabama Radio Network about the people, places, and events that impact our state. Thank you for listening to Viewpoint. My name is Rob Conrad. Two special guests today with us. From Jimmy Hale Mission, the executive director who after how many years, Tony, Tony Cooper, how many years have you been there now? 29 years, Rob. And, and uh, you know, I tell people uh, that doesn't make me an expert. It just makes me old. You know? <laughs> and, Stop. Uh, no. I have an the, experienced man. I, 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 I like the title, you know, emeritus now. I'm not sure exactly what that means other than, you know, than has been, you know. But uh, but certainly uh, it's, it's, uh, it's been a blessing for these years. To to have a small part of what God is doing, uh, we're this is our 75th anniversary at Jimmy Hill Mission, so it's been around a lot longer than me. This mission's not about personalities; it's about it's about God, His blessing, His favor, His direction, His provision, Rob. And so we honor Him, and and we thank Him. But now, you know, it's it's time for me to to enter another chapter. Oh, uh, we welcome uh, Michael Coleman, a new director who you'll be speaking with as well. And, uh, you know, we, we say 75 years of celebrating changed lives and counting because we're not done yet. All right. Now, Michael, first of all, congratulations. I would like to learn more about you and your background. Had you been at the mission before or not? No, I hadn't. Actually, I, I spent 21 years in the military mm-hmm. with the Army. And, well, thank you and, for your service. We appreciate you. that. Thank you so much. And uh, love my country and, and love the people of this country. Uh, went into ministry upon retirement and really began to work with people who had barriers to employment and began to recognize that there's uh, all sorts of uh, people out there that uh, maybe want to prosper in life but don't have the support systems, don't have the know-how. There's just all sorts of issues in life that cause people to hit rock bottom. Okay, I have a question for both of you. Do you seek out people to come to the mission and receive your work and services or are there so many people that just show up you don't have the ability to do that? Or Just let us know what. I, I'm very curious because I see a homeless guy who lives underneath the Red Mountain Expressway, and I see his tent and baggage and stuff, and I oftentimes say to myself, should I go up to him and say, I'll, I'll give you a ride over to the Jimmy Hill Mission. Maybe would you like to turn things around? I, I haven't done that yet. Is that something I should do? And do you encourage people to say that? or what? Tell us your, your thoughts on that. Homelessness is a very complicated issue. Um, it, it's not a one-size-fits-all. Lots of times you'll see people that have mental illness, and the reason they're actually homeless is um, they may have schizophrenia, bipolar, and not take their medications. And so the family members put them out of the house, and so they end up on the street. Um, sometimes it's addiction. A vast majority, over 90% of our people who are homeless are, are suffering from addiction. At least that's what statistics show. And so there's, it's just a very complex issue. And so what we want everybody on the streets of Birmingham to know is this is a place where you're welcome. However, um, we can't, um, we can't uh, allow you to continue to do harmful behavior 
uh, and be in support of that. We're going to love you dynamically, but we're going to love you with expectation and structure and accountability so that you can help escape addiction, so that we can get you treated for the mental illness, whatever it is that's your barrier to progressing in life, we want to help you with. There's no judgment as to how people got to where they are. Uh, we just want to take them where they are and get them to a better place. And we want to do that so that in doing so, we don't want to just tell them about Jesus, but we want to live that out in a very meaningful, uh, tangible way. So someone has to understand there is more than than just a free meal. There's expectations of how to change whatever behavior they're involved with and to to start a new life. That's right, and many can't because um, they don't have the support. Many may have grown up in environments. Lots of times people grow up in poverty. They simply don't know how to transition to a middle-class workforce. And so they, they, they've they learned how to survive on the streets. They take those survival skills, and that's where they end up. And that's because they, they know how to navigate that world. And what we want to do is bring them into an environment that says, uh, we want to show you a different way. And we're going to be that emotional support. We're going to be that physical support. We're going to be everything you need uh, in this dynamic love relationship uh, to get you to a better place. And all you have to do is bring the want to. Now, Tony, I would imagine over, you said 29 years, is that correct? Um, Have you seen a lot of people who have returned whose lives have changed, have come back to tell you of how that journey has been and and what their life Mm -hmm. is like now? Well, you know, that that's that's one of the, the good parts. Uh, people can go on our website, uh, Jimmy with an I, JimmyHillMission.com, and see actual video testimonials of, of clients that have had their lives turned around and changed. Uh, we say our product has changed lives at Jimmy Hill Mission. Uh, oftentimes, my wife and I will be out at restaurants or, or will be at, at different events. We were over at, uh, at, at, at um, the club the other day, and a guy that's been that come up to me and uh, and I, I I recognized him. He came through the mission 21 years ago, and so he's he's been sober now. Got his life back on track, and and, on, and, and oftentimes I'll have people come up to me that had been through the mission. You know uh, what I would encourage people to do or not to do is be judgmental. Uh, you know certainly the saying there, but by the grace of God go I. And over the years, Rob. Uh, I've seen West Point graduates. I mean, you're talking about military veterans. You know, mm-hmm. I was in the military. Uh, Michael is retired, as we said. You know, I've seen West Point graduates. I've seen, you know, a lot of the homeless are military veterans. Uh, I've seen uh, judges, uh, uh, attorneys, uh, professional airline pilots. You run the, then you get into your blue collar, and you know, and and so uh, all people from all walks of life. And so, you know, it's kind of like sin. It's not a respecter of person. Home- homelessness uh, is very complex, as Michael mentioned. And, 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 and when, it, when you kind of get into that, it's very difficult to get out of that. And so we feel at Jimmy Hill Mission, we have a holistic approach to addressing that. You know, people, you know, I talk about a meal a lot, you mm-hmm. know, because that's simple. But that's not the finish line. That's where you start. Uh, Maslow has his hierarchy of needs, you know, and, and what that means is you start with the basic needs, food, shelter, clothing. For a homeless person, it's hard for them to think about tomorrow, next month, next year, if they're wondering where their next meal's coming from, where they're going to stay tonight. So when they come to Jimmy Hill Mission, we automatically take care of that and address that right up front so that now then we can come alongside of them and assist them in the journey that it's going to take for them to get to the next level. And so, uh, you know, but yeah, we, uh, 
we have a lot of success stories. So go to our website and let the people tell uh, their story themselves. Michael, if you would give us a, a little bit of assistance, because I think there's so many good people who listen, who want to help homeless people, but don't know what to say when they're approached. Just the other day, I was approached in the parking lot by a guy who didn't appear necessarily homeless, but he was asking for money to buy food. So what is, what's the best stance for us to take? Do you listen to your heart and try to make a judgment if that guy's going to really want a meal or going to use it for something else? Or do you, help us to understand what the best thing to do is. Yeah, so I've been on both sides of that. I've, I've been the one being approached and, um, and, and having compassion for the fact that here's somebody on the street and they look cold or they look right. hungry. Um, and that conflict you feel as a Christian to, to what do I do? I want to make a difference. I, I don't want to be indifferent to people's Correct. suffering. Yeah, I think the, to me the worst thing to do is to not make eye contact and ignore that person. I think that's right. cruel. Yeah. I think that you should at least have a conversation. But, 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 but please some continue. Sometimes because people, they don't feel like that they have the ability to, to help them themselves. And so it's almost like since I can't help – I, I'm just going to ignore the problem or turn away from the problem. Right. It's almost like a self-defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is, I, I do think it's important to understand the complexities. Um, I, I never, if somebody says I give people money on the street, um, I, I don't judge them because I know their heart's in the right place. What I would encourage people to understand is, is transformation can't take place outside a relationship. And giving somebody something in the moment, that's kind of how we've treated poverty for many, many years. We've met people in the crisis of their need. If they need food, we give them food. If they need shelter, need clothes, whatever. But then we've kind of stopped there, and and that does not transform somebody out of their state. Very understandable. I can see that. That's right. So it has to be the relationship. Those are entry points Mm -hmm. to a relationship, but it can't end there. And so our our, uh, approach to this is much more expansive and much more holistic, as Tony mentioned, because uh, it's so complex and everybody is different. Everybody is coming from this issue from a different background. There's not a one-size-fits-all approach. And so the only way you're going to help the individual is to dig down into their life. That means you have to build a relationship of trust. They have to understand that you love them and that you care about them and that you're authentically interested in getting them to a better place. And sometimes that just takes time to build that relationship before you begin to see progress. And that's what you can't do on the street. You can, you might can meet a need if somebody is genuinely hungry, mm-hmm. thirsty, hung, whatever. You might can do that. But to authentically change them, they need to be in an environment where they're going to receive uh, that relationship. And before we run out of time, uh, Tony, I want you to talk about – uh, what I, in my mind, the services you provide for not just a homeless man, but for women and children. Can you sure. tell us about that? Sure. You know, um, we certainly most people know about our men's shelter. You know, uh, it's it's a um, we've been in our new facility, new. Well, it's twelve years old now, but it's new compared to to where we were for fifty something years. But we have a new men's center campus. Most people are familiar with that. In nineteen ninety eight, we opened up Jesse's Place for women and children. You know, um, families, primarily single moms with kids, is, is, is still continues to be one of the fastest-growing populations of new homeless. And so we recognize that and opened up Jesse's Place to address that need. We have our third facility's Royal Pines Recovery Program up in Blount County. That was our first expansion project after I came. And it's a 40-bed facility where we take a biblical approach to addressing addiction. 
Those three shelters, all of them have learning centers where we do education remediation and job readiness. You know, uh, like like Michael was saying, you can't just uh, uh, address the symptom. You got to try to get to the cause, you know, and so that's what we're trying to do is is really get to the cause. And he was referring to transformation. If that's going to happen, then you got to go deep and and start where the problem is, not just address symptoms. Uh, that you can do that temporarily, but that doesn't really change anything. And uh, then we have discovery clubs, which are our after school Bible clubs and public elementary schools. We're doing character building. We look at this as prevention. Uh, teaching kids Judeo-Christian values that they can have a foundation to build their lives on to make better decisions and choices. So, you know, we don't now, Michael, don't see them 10 or 15 years from now, you know, coming through our shelters. And so um, that, you know, that's the um, Jimmy Hill Mission now is our umbrella name. And those are the different programs and ministries that we have. Michael, as you enter this job, do you have a vision that you see for the Jimmy Hill Mission? What, where do you see it in five or ten years? Yeah, absolutely. And, and so I want to just um, go along with what Tony said to talk about, to illustrate this point, is our, is our Royal Pines facility. Mm-hmm. So it's in Blount County, and we know uh, North Alabama has really suffered with addiction. And it's a 40-bed men's facility that's absolutely no cost. And here's the thing. Is it is a t- it is considered by those who know to be top of the line addiction recovery, and so we're asking people and and all our surrounding communities in Coleman and Gadsden and, and Anniston and all those we're treating all the citizens of those communities at absolutely no cost, and we're just asking them to get involved with us. I would love to go beyond that and to have uh, both the next tier at Royal Pines, but also have a facility for women in addiction. So we do women and children at Jesse's place, but that's not necessarily focused on addiction. We would like to be able to offer a free facility for women in addiction to come and to also get to experience the, the holistic healing um, that comes through knowing Christ. All right, let's talk about our listeners. Now that you have told them what you do and what you're planning on doing, how do you give? How do you help out? Well, you know, um, as, as Michael mentioned, I think, earlier, we first, first of all, you can give by phone. So, you know, uh, 205-323-5878. But we encourage people to to give online. Uh, we have a secure donation page, you know, and when we don't share our donor's information with anybody, we're very protective of that. It's confidential information. Uh, we're looking for partners. If, if You know, I encourage people, and, I'm, and I know Michael does too, investigate where you're going to donate. That's your hard-earned money, okay? And so, but anyway, go to our website, Jimmy with an IE, Jimmy Hill mission.com and you can uh, certainly that's 24 7 365 and you can give there anytime thank you tony and michael good luck to you congratulations you're listening to viewpoint alabama a public affairs program from the alabama radio network welcome to viewpoint and we've got a great program we want to talk about today you know in the world we worry about youth today whether they're going to be good citizens or whether they're going to be great leaders tomorrow there's a program that's uh, being initiated that that helps us to secure a great future with some of those most wonderful kids it's called the youth leadership development program and we have their executive director on the line with us jerry albright step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Jerry, good to be with you. Thanks for being on with us. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for allowing us this opportunity to come on and talk about the Youth Leadership Development Program. Oh, good. Yeah, so I have a couple of, uh, of young boys, and I'm all ears. What is the Youth Development uh, Leadership Development Program? Well, I'm just happy to tell you the Youth Leadership <laughs> Development Program is a premier leadership program for high school students. This program was started in 2008. So we are actually in our 11th year wow. and elated. Yes, elated about the, pro- the program and actually where it is even now. So as I said, the program started in 2008 uh, as a program of character for high school students. And we are in, at this time, about 95 high schools in the surrounding counties. We have two chapters, one in Birmingham, one Coleman. And we operate with monthly meetings. So we have students who are are in the program by virtue of reference and recommendation Mm -hmm. from their counselor and also their principals to be able to come to the program. So we are open to four seniors, two juniors to come in. We're founded on three pillars, faith, character, and patriotism with the underlying being character, because that's what we look for, students of character be able to come in into the program. And we work with those students then to develop those character traits and also instill even greater leadership skills with the students who are in the program. Yeah, so this is basically uh, for juniors and seniors, their last couple of years of high school before they leave high school and go out in the world or to college, right? Exactly right. Exactly right. And we actually make such a difference in the lives of those students who are even in as juniors and seniors in the program. I bet so. I was kind of looking at your website of all the different uh, events that you guys do, and it looks like the kids are in everything from Veterans Day parades to Salvation Army drives. Can you talk about some of the programs that you guys do when you when you get the, the juniors and seniors with you? Oh, yes, Madison. Uh, it, it's a phenomenal program. We have our kickoff in September of a given year. We actually go around during the summer sharing information with the counselors in the high schools and also with the principals about the program. Uh-huh. So we actually began in September of the year with our kickoff. And uh, thereafter, we have monthly meetings. We have themed meetings. And then we end with a graduation in May. So... After the kickoff in September, then we go into uh, where we have speakers who come in each month. And one of our favorite months, because it has really grown to be so large, is our patronage program that is held in November of the year. And we have, and, and I can tell you more about that. Uh, when you'd like to talk about yeah. it, it's huge, and we have a lot of people who are there with us. But as well, the students also are involved with service projects. And Madison, that's one of those that you were asking me about because yeah. they are involved with service projects. We have some that are required. One of those is tied in with our patriotism program, and it is in support of the Benny Atkins uh, Command Sergeant Major Benny Atkins Foundation. And he takes the monies that we raise to be able to give to students uh, 
uh, former Green Berets or Green Berets would be able to go back to to uh, school. Oh, cool. That's so neat. We, and so we have uh, a number of other service projects that the students will actually come up with and institute, and they are given credit for those because they actually develop points to be able to have and for us to look at at the end of the year. Because another beauty of this program is that our students are afforded the opportunity to receive scholarships. Oh, we yeah. have 24 college partners who participate with us and actually provide scholarships to the students. And, and what they do is look at them and then in, in most instances, specifically designed for the students in the Youth Leadership Development Program because the colleges and universities really believe in this program. They really support the program. The presidents of each of the institutions do participate with what we do with the program also, and they firmly believe in it. Over the last few years, our, our 10 years, we have given more than $6 million mm. to our students in scholarship money. Wow, that's, that's awesome. a lot. Yeah. That's amazing. 24 yeah. colleges, too, and growing. Now, um, I got to ask you, Jerry, you know, you were talking about this being right now around the Birmingham area, five counties around the metro Birmingham area. Y'all are planning ever to expand it to any other parts of the state or make it grow any further? Or do you want to stay kind of close to, to Birmingham? You know, great question. Great question. And we are often asked out on Dollar Bill. Our founder, Dr. Kevin Walsh, has been asked that question numerous of times. Right. And we've been approached uh, at times over the years, even by superintendents, college presidents, who see this actually working in their particular areas where it might be a little closer to them. Mm -hmm. We have kept it in our select area by design. Because we want it to be certainly manageable for us and of a great experience for our students. So we have really kind of kept it like that at this point. Right. Now, with keeping that in mind, and because we have been asked, we are looking to possibly expand a little bit more. We're not sure. Even at this time, we have students who come and uh, as far away as maybe 100 miles or so for the monthly meetings and activities and events. But uh, we, we really have not just opened it up or marketed the program much more beyond that at this time for that reason. Yeah, I can understand that, you know, there's distance problems, there's travel problems, and, of course, you want to keep the quality at a, at a high level. So I can see that until that you get everything really stabilized here, and then you can maybe work on uh, developing that. I think it's great. Now, you said the, the pillars in which this thing is dependent is, what are those again? It was patriotism, faith. And character. All right. Just There was four, wasn't there? Three. No, there's three. three. All right. Faith, character, character and patriotism. Exactly that is one. exactly that is just what I think people want to see in these young people that are coming up and want to have solid character. Now, you they have to have points. Is that how they graduate? Tell us how the program works that way. What do they what holds them accountable? Yes. Uh, and that that certainly is so important because that's what you look for in a leader. You look for that kind of development. And right. You look for accountability because, after all, they are the ones out there who are in the forefront. And so as our students come in, we do share with them and the parents information about the program. And we also let them know that from the very beginning, they will begin to accrue points. And they need to keep up with these points, be very cognizant of what they're doing. And these points are going to make a difference at the end of the year. 
because what we do it and we look at them and we encourage them to participate and to come in and to be timely when you get there, participate in the programs, participate in the community service projects. And uh, we ultimately, at the end of the year, when we give out the scholarship applications, that's when it really does and can Mm -hmm. make a difference because we look at those points that each of those students has. And if they apply for a particular institution, they need to comply with that institution's requirements for entrance as well as have the points to be able to receive a desired scholarship from the Youth Leadership Development Program. That's amazing. We're talking with Jerry Albright. She is the executive director of the Youth Leadership Development Program. Yeah, and um, I was kind of looking at all the projects that you guys do, and it looks like yeah, there's there's really a lot. There's crafts, there's blessings in a box that are coming up just you know this month, and then there's your MLK Day of Service in January, and it looks like you do a lot. Not just I mean, obviously the kids are getting a benefit, and they're learning a lot and learning how to be future leaders. But you guys are benefiting our community a lot too. How do you pick and choose which um, you know which places that you want to uh, help? Well, there are a lot of people who fully aware of the Youth Leadership Development Program in the community. So we do get some particular requests. Okay. And so what we do is to try to have some of those that have been pretty constant for us and allow the students to participate with those. Now, beyond that, we also encourage the students to come up with various ideas for community service projects. Yeah, find something that's really important to them, huh? Yeah, exactly right. And by doing that, of course, we know that they're going to be involved, but they also put it out there to give others the opportunity to participate with them. And see, they also even get points for doing that just for conceptualizing and for managing these service projects. They even get points for those. And, of course, those who participate get points as well. But you can imagine that we have a number of service projects. And what we're doing is also benefiting the community, as you said, Madison, as yeah, well. Looks like a really good thing for everybody. Doing. You know, I went to the, I was honored, y'all invited me to the luncheon in November with all of the Medal of Honor winners, and you had some of the students get up and and speak, and these were young people, juniors and seniors in high school, and, you know, a lot of times they'll get up and they'll, they're not very focused, and, you know, they can be scattered a little bit. Those uh, kids that you have in your program, they are amazing in their focus and in their a desire to do good, uh, you know, the program obviously is, is is a great one and working well. It is. It really is. And you should see how some of the students actually grow. Some come in and uh, they might be a little intimidated because it is a leadership program. These students are really exposed to some wonderful people who come in, some people who they may never have opportunity to actually just be around uh, after that. But they come in and uh, they get a a fully different experience at the end. And we have had those who come in and say, I just didn't know what to expect. I had no idea what to expect. Uh, My counselor suggested that I be involved. My my mother or my father heard something about it and said something, so I came in. But do you know, by graduation, they are literally standing up there crying. Oh, and wonderful. We have so, yes, and we have so many of them who come back and offer their time and share their testimonials who are in college and who are doing great and wonderful things as well. That's and leadership, so isn't it? It's all worthwhile for us, too, mm-hmm. because we're volunteering. We are strictly volunteering. We, As I said, we have 24 college partners, but we also have three operating partners who participate with this. And uh, 
at our institutions, our presidents allow us to come in and work with it, but we're volunteering for this. This is all. Well, so whatever it is, we're doing it, and we're doing it because we care, because we believe in because we know that we're having to produce some students who are going to be productive, members of society later on in life, and they're going to have a lot to offer. And they're showing us that now as we do it. We just this past Monday in the Birmingham chapter held our election of officers, and they are some phenomenal students, you know, and they they vote. They choose those who will represent them going forth for the rest of the year. And also in our Coleman chapter, you know, we have done the same. So we are just amazed to hear the students because they also give speeches as well. And a lot of you look at it and they would rival some of those who might be out doing some other things running for office. I love it. Yeah. We've only got a minute. We only got about a minute or so left. And is there anything you'd like for people listening that all over the state of Alabama to know about this program? And how to enter, how to enter life. People like, can, I'm yeah. already wanting to know how to get my son okay. involved. Great. And I'm going to try and get all this in because I do want you to also know a little bit more about our patriotism program that we do in November of the year. And we've had our Medal of Honor recipients to come. Right. And probably over the existence uh, of the program, we might have had about 10 or so who have come, even starting with Colonel Leo Thorsness, who was a prisoner of war and used to be president of the Congressional Medal of Honor Society. We've had uh, Sergeant Beniak and Sergeant Gary Bikert, Major General Jim Livingston, and Sergeant Melvin Morris, Captain Gary Rose, and so these are some of them. And they all say that they come back, and they come back year after year to be with us. But we are going to look to maybe even expand our program a little bit more. But we do want those who are hearing to know about the program and to know that they can get in contact with us if they're interested and would like to express that interest to us. We would probably like to talk with them and follow up. What's your website address? in the area, they can please do contact us. And our uh, our website is www.alylvp.com, alylvp.com. All right. And they can reach out to us that way, and we would love to invite them in to be a part. So for high school juniors and seniors, it's open for them to come in and be a part of it. Jerry Albright with us, the president, program. the executive director of the Youth Leadership Development Program. Jerry, thank you so much for your time, and good luck with the program. It's phenomenal. Thank you so much, Dollar Bill and Madison. Thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. You've been listening to Viewpoint Alabama, a public affairs program from the Alabama Radio Network. The opinions expressed on Viewpoint Alabama are not necessarily those of the staff, management, or advertisers of this station. If you have any comments or questions about the program, please send an email to viewpointalabama at arnnet.com. You can also send a letter to the Alabama Radio Network, 600 Beacon Parkway West, Suite 400, Birmingham, Alabama 35209. Thanks for listening, and please tune in next week for another Viewpoint Alabama from the Alabama Radio Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.